Welcome to the Mode Knit Yarn Podcast. In each episode, Annie Modisat, that's me, or Kathleen Pescuzzi, my partner, or both of us will chat with some cool person from the knitting world. Someone you may have heard of, or perhaps just someone down the street who we think you'd enjoy meeting. Our eighth episode is a bit of a throwback. When we first started recording these podcasts, our first victim of interviewees were friends and employees. Here's a lovely conversation with our sole employee, Becca Foster, who works with us a few hours a week, sometimes much more, and will be a fixture in our booth at various Fiber Show appearances in the coming year. This is a meandering, wandering, pointless talk, but it's funny and diverting. And do you really need anything else than that from a free yarn podcast? We discuss sushi, sassafras creations, and myriad other nonsense. Plus, Becca makes up what might just become the Modenit Yarn Jingle. Enjoy. Okay, so today I'm going to have a lovely chat, a little bit of conversation with uh, Rebecca mm-hmm. Lee Foster, who is a brilliant outdoors woman. She is a fiber artist. She is an all-around ace person, but the main reason that I'm interviewing her is because she's letting me, <laughs> and because she works for me, mm-hmm. and so this is, a, this is like your first paid acting gig. Yes. You're getting paid to do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We just finished dying a buttload of yarn, and so mm-hmm. Rebecca's going to help me out here. So Rebecca, my dear, or Becca, as you like to be called. Yeah. May I call you Becca? Sure. Okay. You can call me Becca, too. Okay. It's <laughs> not my name, but... <laughs> Becca, um, you knit, correct? I do. I mostly knitted um, my freshman and sophomore years of college, but then my junior and senior. Up to now, I've mostly been weaving. Oh, weaving. Very cool. What kind of stuff do you like to weave? Um, right now, my loom is pretty small, so I can't weave too much stuff. Um, in college, I worked at like a, a fiber studio, so the looms were a lot bigger, and there were like, lots of different varieties of them. But now I mostly can weave like table runners or scarves or like things that don't go over 12 inches wide. What kind of loom do you have? Um, it's a four shaft little table loom. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't have any pedals on it so you can't move as fast as if it had pedals so you have to uh, sh- shift the shafts with your hand every time. What, um, who's the manufacturer? I don't remember. Oh well it's that's very excellent. Old. You know we can get a little, little, you know, little, you know, Station identification here. We get a little little money from the old yeah. uh, loom manufacturer. <laughs> it, just, it would come rolling in if you only could remember the name of the. Shoot. <laughs> it, the label is kind of. Do you know what you're costing me by not knowing the name of your loom? It said it was made, or it has a date, 1907 on it. Really? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't pay us anything anyway. Yeah. They're all dead. <laughs> dead. Right. So. From the past. Oh, look at the wall. You'll find this box of gold. Thank you for mentioning our company. <laughs> Yeah, if only. No, it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> what kind of fibers do you like to weave with? Um, my favorite fibers back in college that I wove with were... I wove a really cool, like, shawl for my mother with silk and merino wool. And then I wove some more scarves with bamboo. And I really liked the bamboo. I love bamboo. Drapes. I love bamboo. Yeah. I love chenille. That's, yeah, chenille. Boy, that's amazing too. to weave with. Yep. You can make some big bucks too selling those chenille scarves at the holiday festivals and yeah. craft shows. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm I trying to get some money going here. You can't tell. <laughs> Sorry. 
send your cards and letters. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> you did some weaving for us this past summer because we uh, mowed knit yarn. Mm -hmm. We, which is Kathleen Pascuzzi and myself. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and, and our staff of thousands. Now it's actually it's us and Becca. Me. That's that's all of mowed knit yarn. We showed at the uh, Midwest Weavers Conference, and that happened to be in St. Paul this summer. It was over at St. Thomas University, and right. it was lovely. And I just want to give a shout-out here to the organizers of that event. Um, it was by far the easiest load-in and load-out we ever had. It was just a stellar event. And when we talked to other people who were showing there, they all they all felt the same way. Because like, you had to... like you know, take an elevator, and it was really convoluted to get up to where the show floor was, mm -hmm. but it was so easy because they made it easy. So nice. I'd like to give a big thank you to the to the St. Paul, you know, Minneapolis, Twin City uh, 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 members of the Midwest Weavers Convention who got the whole thing set up. So thanks, volunteers. Thanks. You're the best. <laughs> um <laughs> So you've been working for us now for about a year? About a year. About a year. When is your job anniversary? Because we should do something. Um, I don't know. We could look it up on Facebook probably when mm -hmm. I first came over. But I think it was about a year ago. We could go out for sushi. We could. That's my favorite thing in the world. Well, we'll do that then. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll look it up and go out. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll go out for sushi. Mm -hmm. So, And now millions of people, the millions of people who download <laughs> this podcast know that I have promised to take you for sushi. Yeah. So I'm going to take you for sushi now. You can sue me. <laughs> you know there are four states you could sue me for. No. Yeah, it's what true. For? It's for um, um, uh, uh, refusal of sushi. I believe that's the official. <laughs> Alienation of sushi affection is what, <laughs> is what it's called in some, some places. But mm -hmm. we, I just don't go to those states because yeah. there are people that are waiting to sue me all the time. Because I promise people all the time to take sushi. <laughs> Want to have sushi? Yeah, let's go have sushi. And then I you leave the state. Right, I leave the state. <laughs> and they Facebook me and say, well, we're going to have sushi. And I say, sue what? I don't know what you're talking about. What? You, what? So um, do you do any knitting now at all? Or well, have you forsworn it? No. <laughs> I did knit with that skein that I got for Christmas from you. Well, thank God. Yeah. Um, that's that's the right answer. Ding, ding, I ding, did. Ding. I did knit a hat and a neck cowl. I should have brought it. But mm -hmm. I didn't. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a perfect amount of yarn for that. Becca showed up today wearing the earrings I got her I for did. Christmas. And it wasn't a plan. I accused her of wearing them simply because she was coming into work today. She insisted no. Ooh, I have pictures to prove it. Pictures to prove that you've at worn Christmas them. Christmas Day at my family. I think you just carried them around, and the minute someone got their cell phone out, you shoved them in your ears. We have to show Amy. They're really no, beautiful. They are. They're by a company called Sassafras Creations, and the woman is actually closing shop. She's oh. Yeah, I know. It makes me sad, because I have loved her stuff for years. Oh, uh, she has an Etsy shop. I don't know if she still has some stuff for sale, but as soon as I read that she was going out of business, I immediately went and bought like $80 worth of earrings yeah. to give to friends and stuff. Oh. But you are the first on my list. Oh, Thank yeah, you. I like it. Everyone's like, "Oh, is that little pipes?" I'm like knitting needles. Tiny knitting needles. Yeah, they're beautiful. Uh, she makes beautiful jewelry out of um, basically cut up knitting needles. That's amazing. And you know, the thing is, people see stuff like this all the time. I don't know if she was the first person to do it or whatever, but the way she puts the little bits and pieces together is mm -hmm. so balanced and mm -hmm. it's so clever. And I have three uh, sets of earrings of hers that I wear all the time when I teach. Yeah. Just, just love them. And I just like them, them that they don't match perfect. Like they're, they match, but they're not the same. 
Yeah, no, I I love that too yeah. because I don't like things that are too matchy. Yeah, me neither. Not since I was like seven or eight, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Grown up. Yeah, well, phase. you know, that was the '60s. We all we had to match everything. It was mm. it was the era of that girl. So mm. yeah. So you told me something interesting today about yourself, did which I? is yes, you did. Oh. Which is you are um. You are uh, double jointed on one side. No, you're not. You. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> News no. to me. <laughs> no, you lived in England. I did when, when you I were was a child. Once. Right. Yeah. You were you were an orphan raised in a in a workhouse in England for a few years, right? No. If only. While your dad worked at the boot blacking plant, yep. and yeah. I was actually a chimney sweep. You were a chimney sweep. <laughs> Hello, governor. Yes. <laughs> Good day, cheerio. <laughs> Do you know that chimney sweep boys had an incredibly high incident of testicular cancer. Oh, no. Which I don't My think has been a problem for you, but I know that <laughs> My old the boys that you hung out with. Yeah. <laughs> what was the on. hardest part of sweeping a chimney? Um, the, the soot. The soot. Yeah, getting it, in my lungs. Getting in your lungs. Yeah. Did you did you not cough. think of like a, a scarf, something? <laughs> no, they wouldn't let me have one. <laughs> because they're mean? They're, yeah, they're oppressive. Oppressive to the to the orphans. To the orphans, yeah. did you, did you fight the man? <laughs> I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and well, I would secretly wear a scarf. Secretly, yeah, because the scarf it in the matched chimney. your skin. <laughs> no, I'd store it in the chimney. Oh, you'd store I'd it in the chimney. Up. Yeah, I was clever. So every day you'd be in a different home. So did you like have scarves stored all over yeah. Greater London? Yeah, in the chimneys. That's yeah. They wouldn't catch on fire though. Because. Because you kept them wet. Yes, kept <laughs> them wet. You had the soggy, soggy <laughs> scarves shoved up every chimney. <laughs> all of London. Right, and all over London. Yes. I have to say that's very enterprising, especially for an orphan. Yeah. No, no seriously, though. You lived in England. Yeah. You said Hertfordshire? Yeah. Mm, that old Wellen was the actual little town, but it was by Hertfordshire and Stevenage. Uh-huh. And? Yep. And? Did you leave any broken hearts when you moved back? or? Well, I was only, like... 11 or 10. 10. So So that would have been illegal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In four counties. Four counties. Yeah. Along with the sushi. I wonder what the sushi laws are there. I don't know, but I'm afraid to go back because I did promise someone in Sterling (laughs) I'd give her sushi and then I never. You never did. I never did. Well. People are going to start thinking that that's like code for something. I'm going to give you some sushi. It's dreadful. It's It's just regular sushi. No, yeah, it is. It's good. And we go to Kyoto. Kyoto. Mm -hmm. Kyoto sushi. If you're in St. Paul mm-hmm. and you're looking for all-you-can-eat sushi that is amazing, <laughs> mm-hmm. go to Kyoto, but don't go on the weekend and right. don't go in the evening. Don't go in the evening. I made that mistake. It's going to cost you big bucks. Yep. But if you go during the day, three people can get away with all-you-can-eat sushi for 50 bucks. That's amazing. I think it's amazing. Yeah. That means all-you-can-eat tempura, all-you-can-eat of the sushi, mm-hmm. of the sashimi. sashimi. Yep. Ice cream. Ice cream, they have red bean and green, green tea. tea. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. And then there's the 10% surcharge. What's that for? Oh, if you overeat. If you overeat. That's yeah. never happened to me, I mean, but I know that was a problem yeah. with you. It was. No. Seriously. I mean, we were <laughs> humiliated, I have to say. I didn't say anything at the time, but looking back, we were like, oh my God, where's she putting that away? That, that's why you're not actually going to take me out to sushi. Because I'll get the 10% over. Well, what I'm afraid of is I'll go in the bathroom and I'll find, like, a, you know, a scarf hidden somewhere. (laughs) So you can hide hide your face from... A wet, soggy. A wet, soggy. So, Becca, where did you go to college? I went to Warren Wilson College. I went to my first year at the University of Maine. 
Yeah. Um, in Orono. And? And then I transferred. Why didn't that work out for you? Um, I didn't very, meet very many. Like, I never found my people there. Yeah. And Maine is not for me. Yeah. Well, central Maine, where I was in Maine. Right. Not for me. What do they call it? The Inland Empire? Do they have, do they have some word for it? I don't know. Maybe. Like lowlanders, uplanders. Yeah, lowlanders. Yeah. I was. Yeah, it wasn't by the coast or by the mountains. It was just kind of by... I don't know. Everyone yeah. knew each other. Maine is like a, a very small population, so everyone kind of knows each other. Right. And I was like, oh, I don't you didn't know have people. any connection to anyone. Right. Did you know anyone in New Hampshire? Because that's nearby. It, yeah, it is nearby. No, but my friend, one of my good friends was from New Hampshire. But they... I met We're ignoring you? No. Eh, just a couple friends isn't... <laughs> I needed more than, than two. And they were the friends where I like kind of liked them, but they weren't really like my, my people, you know? Like, they were yeah. like, kind of friends, but... Were you into the outdoorsy stuff then? Um, I was. I was. I paddled a lot there. That's right by Old Town, which makes Old Town canoes. And by paddle, you mean canoeing and kayaking? Yeah. Nothing... No. All color. <laughs> no. Okay. At all boats. That might have been a reason why you didn't have many friends. I'm just saying, you know. Just, right. I think we could explore this, you know. <laughs> the origin of my loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're the one who's going off to walk the Pacific. Yeah. The Continental Divide. Continental Divide. Yeah. Continental mm -hmm. Divide. And you're going when? Uh, Mid-April. Mid-April. Yeah. Mid-April. Yeah, I haven't booked my flight or my shuttle yet. Um, but where are you taking off from? I mean, where where are you? Is it, it uh, the border of New Mexico and Mexico? New Mexico. Oh my God, that far south? Yeah. Oh, and At, then how far north will you walk? To Glacier National Park, the border of Canada and the U.S. You crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy thing to do. Wow. We're going to um, we're going to be in Colorado. Oh. In April, in early April. And we're, cool. we're a little scared because we don't know what the weather's going to do. Last year, there was this really bad snowstorm blizzard. You know, we, we, we were there, um, I think it was the last week in March, mm. and we were there for Yarn Fest, Interweave Yarn mm. Fest, and we're mm. going out again for Yarn Fest. And I'm teaching out cool. there in case anyone wants to take a class with me. Mm. Um, but coming back, we were like, should we come back through Nebraska or Wyoming? So we chose Nebraska. We chose wisely because there was like a 70 car pileup in Wyoming. They had to like fly cars in just to be in the pileup because they don't have that many cars in Wyoming. <laughs> so that was, was a bit of a problem. But, you know, they wanted to make the papers. And it was a, I was thinking, you know, you could go with us and we could just drop you yeah. off. But if you're going down to Mexico now, we're going to be nowhere near that. So yeah. you're on your own. I'm on my own. You're on your own. So you're hiking for like six months, you said. Yeah, it kind of depends on this, the weather in Colorado, because uh, it's not snowing, like the El Nino, right. something about science, it's snowing in Colorado and not here. Right, so what's well, snowing here, go outside, look, right. yeah. But it's snowing more in Colorado than it should be in last year. It is, yeah, yeah, I was reading about that. So it'll be harder to cross Colorado. Right. Like, it'll be a high snow year, so that, that might slow, slow me down. Right. By the time I cross the San Juans, then I'll know how long it will actually take well, me. Well, how long is it going to take you to get from Mexico up to Colorado? What, like a month? Two yeah, months? Yeah, probably a month. And it'll be uh, June by days. then, right? So you still shouldn't be much snow. Yeah, but I'm pretty high. The San Juans... You're pretty are high? Like... <laughs> nice. No. Nice. <laughs> no. I wondered. You've eaten all the way... Dying yarn, and you stop, and you're eating all the time. Now <laughs> no. I understand. It'll be pretty high up in the mountains. There. Yeah, 
But I'm excited about the snow. It's scary, but yeah. it'll be like the most technical skills I'll use on the whole trip is like snow skills to cross those mountains. That's pretty cool. Um, so it's like pretty exciting, and I haven't done much like high al altitude mountain travel yet. So, do you have like little special slip-on crampon things you have to put on your boots? Yeah, I might buy like snowshoes too. Oh really? Yeah, and have them shipped to me. I saw there was a sale on snowshoes at Costco. Oh! <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I was like, no, that, that, that's where I want to get my snowshoes. It's at Costco. Costco, right yeah. Kirkland. Now, a lot of people snowshoe here in Minnesota. Snowshoe is fun. I'm not a native. We moved here um, eight, nine years ago. But uh, I I was shocked at how many people just like, oh, yeah, I'm going out snowshoeing. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> it's June. Have fun. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You but people don't do. like snowshoeing? I've never done it. Oh, we should I would, go. We should go. I can get a snowshoes from my work. Really? Yeah. Where do you work? Midwest Mountaineering. Midwest Mountaineering. Mm -hmm. That's pretty crazy. Yep. That's thrifty great. Outfitters. Thrifty Outfitters. Mm -hmm. yep. If you need to be outfitted and you're thrifty, go see Becca at <laughs> Thrifty Becca. Outfitters. Yeah. Do Where it. are they located? Uh, 309 Cedar Avenue. 309 on Cedar Avenue. On the West Bank in Minneapolis. Minneapolis yeah. Go there. Midwest Mountaineering. Best. Yeah. I actually really love it. I worked there for... A year, and I like still really love the store. Is it your favorite job? Um, I mean, no, <laughs> it's my favorite place that I've worked, but yeah. the job, like retail, doesn't fit well. What's like your I'm good job? at it. Um, my favorite job has been guiding, for it's, sure. It's not dying yarn. <laughs> dying yarn. <laughs> That's what I meant. Guiding while Andy. guiding, guiding the yarn into guiding, guiding the, the dye into the yarn That's into your... other colors. Now, yeah. you have been a guide on some pretty amazing trips. Did you... Very lucky. Well, you are lucky, but you don't get lucky like that unless you're good. Right. You know, they don't just walk yeah. up to someone in the street and say, hey, <laughs> want to take 20 girls off to, you know... Well, maybe maybe they do. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> I would hope not. But um, did you go to YMCA camps yeah. as a kid? Yeah, I went to Minogin, which is the same place I was a guide for. In, right out of Grand Marais, um, and I did their trips, their wilderness trips, and then I started guiding for them. So it all like built up step by step to um, being able to guide long expeditions. Now, what was the first trip that you were a guide on, like on your own, like, you know, I'm the guide? I'm the guide. Um, I co-guided one trip when I was 18, and it was an eight-day trip in the Boundary Waters with mm -hmm. my friend Hannah, mm -hmm. um, and a bunch of 12-year-olds, and it was really fun. Was it? Yeah. And then I co- I, I solo-guided my first 11-day in the Boundary Waters as well. Mm-hmm. There's some scary medical evacs oh, that no. I had to do on my first solo-guided trip. Anything you can talk about? or? Um, yeah, pretty briefly. I had one girl hit her head <gasps> on a canoe, and she had amnesia and like didn't have orientation to where she was. So then, did, did she like suddenly start talking in a British accent? She did. <laughs> no, that would have been me. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly she was speaking Turkish. <laughs> and insisted we call her Fatima. <laughs> <laughs> she still knows my Fatima. <laughs> Um, no. So then I was, like, pushing really hard to get her out because she was really out of it. When Pretty you say get her concussed, out, you mean... Get her out of the woods into the hospital. Right, have somebody come and pick her up and yeah. take her. You don't mean yeah. get her out. like No. Get her out. <laughs> Just get her out of town. Yeah. No, so I was like, there's a road that was, uh, lake, several lakes over. Mm hmm So I was trying to get to that road or as far as I could to that road. And then... 
en route because we were tired and we were right. trying to get her out. Um, one of my other campers fell and hit her back. Oh my god. And had like shooting pains down her leg. <gasps> and I thought she had a back injury. It was horrible. Oh, and you were alone. And I was alone. You were alone. It so was your first time alone. Was, and how old were the girls? Um, four. Four. No. no. <laughs> Infants, actually. That's why they kept falling. Now, how old um, were they? Uh, like 14 to 16. Okay, well that's, so So you probably had some really yeah, good they helpers in the kid. group, like, too. Yeah, yeah they were like, were. they got their act together and helped out a lot. How many, um, how many were there? Six. Six, that's a good number. Yep. So you had four relatively healthy ones and two... Two very just, seriously injured ones. Oh my lord. So that was a very rude awakening to... How dangerous. And whenever anyone tries to talk to me, like, people are like, oh, that's scary, like, what do you... You're going to the Arctic, or you're hiking across the country. I'm right. Like, I know. <laughs> like, I know this more than a lot of other people know. And yeah. No, I, I, so. I've I, never said that to you when you told me you were going on the Yeah, hike. you haven't. First of all, because I thought you were only going to be gone for three weeks. I didn't realize <laughs> it was six months. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that sounds fun. And yeah. then, second of all, you were my daughter's guide right. on how many trips? Two, Two long trips. ones. So Two. we've been in the woods together for 80 days total. So. Right. The first was a like, 35-day trip to mm -hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. And Central Manitoba, yeah. Right, right. Mm -hmm. She loved that trip. Yeah. That, that was, was a great, a great trip. One for both of us, yeah. Yeah. And she came home singing your praises. Oh. Oh, Becca's the best ever. <laughs> like, it really was like a like a real girl crush. Oh. You know, it was so sweet. And oh, then she was blown away to discover that you were going to be her guide for... For the 50-day trip. The 50-day trip, yep. which they call the the Foms. Foms to Nord, yep. Women of the North. Right. Mm -hmm. I would say femme, but... Yeah, it should be femme. They just... Well, silly. it's because it's home, home um, for the yeah. men, and because women have to follow men in every follow, way and yeah. even change the pronunciation to match the men's. Right. It couldn't be fems and hems. Oh, no, it had to be homes and forms. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm also True. on a one-woman uh, mission to change the phrase mastering something. Like, I have mastered this oh. technique in knitting. I say mistressing. <laughs> I say I have mistressed the technique of cable without a cable needle. And... <laughs> It, stop laughing at me. And I, for one, refuse to ever do the knitters. The, the, the There's like this master knitters program you do through the knitting oh, guild. Yeah. I will not do it until they change the name to mistress knitter. Because, yeah. like, I know a few men have done it, but it's 99 and 4400% <laughs> women who have done this. Yeah. And I would rather be a mistress knitter than a master yeah, knitter myself. You should be. That's just, you are a mistress knitter. I am you a mistress knitter. You should start your knitter. own mistress knitter. I, I should, except I... I'm really not that good of a knitter. I mean, I'm a good, I'm a very good knitter, and I'm, a, I'm good at what I do, but I'm not, like, a perfectionist, yeah. mostly because I think being a perfectionist is kind of an invitation to have an incredibly unhappy life. Yeah, it's not very fun. Yeah, and I think it's even less fun for the people around you. Yeah. I'm a big believer in uh, the joys and the beauty of imperfection. Yeah. And for that reason, um, I'm not, like, this crazy, you know, perfect knitter, and it's funny, when I'm teaching sometimes, uh, people will come and look at swatches that I've brought, and they'll, oh, look at this, this is so pretty. And every now and then, there's like one woman looking at my seams or looking at something, she's like, oh, this is kind of... She won't say anything, because, you know, yeah. it's too nice to say anything. But I know she's going home and telling her friends, Annie Modisette doesn't know how to end a... a, a doesn't know how to do a join in circular knitting so that you can't tell the joins there. <laughs> but, you know, I figure that's my way of giving them a little joy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If I was really, really good at everything. Oh, nice. 
Go ahead, just throw my needles around. I was wondering when you were going to do that. So, when I was your age, mm -hmm. I was in, um, I was in France. I'd gone on a vacation with a friend of mine, and we decided to go to hear a concert at Notre Dame. Cool. And I was knitting with these huge metal needles that I had gotten at the yarn shop in, in you know, Paris. And they were really long. I love really long needles. And they were metal. I love long metal needles. Mm -hmm. um, I like my needles like I like my men. <laughs> no. And so I was knitting away, and uh, there was this beautiful concert going on. We were in Notre Dame in the, in the cathedral, and I dropped my knitting needle. Oops. And I went, ding-a-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling. And wouldn't you know it, I was sitting on an incline, so that it went rolling. And just when you thought it was over, it was like one little last. It was, it was, it was a singular. It was a wonderful moment, and I, I thought I was doing my part for you know Americans abroad. I yeah. felt very proud of myself that I was able to, you know. Yeah. Oh, what an idiot! Oh well. Yeah. So you so you took Andy on her yeah. the farm trip, mm -hmm. Thames, which trip. is um, which is up into the Arctic. Yeah, and basically mm -hmm. it's who knew bug wonderland. It, yeah, nothing but bugs, right? Nothing but bugs. Yeah, yeah. There are some really really horrible days in there where they were just everywhere, and I feel yeah. like everyone has experienced like anyone who's camped up in the Northwoods right like, experienced bugs, but it was like not at all. A normal like it was something about the, that area yeah and they were like you couldn't see no <laughs> there was like a cloud of bugs yeah, we, we've, I've seen the pictures yeah. it's like it's like in the picture there's like a couple women shaped <laughs> objects yeah. surrounded by insects it's mm -hmm. sad and I have a good brain like I have a good tolerance for bugs yeah and I'm like don't wear my bug shirt off it like I'm really good at tuning it out and being zen about it but right. that day I just snapped <laughs> like I was oh. like running like I just was sprinting around this little island and Andy was like in the fetal position <laughs> like rocking herself like I'm this is it this is my hell this is my hell <laughs> it is hell it is hell it is yeah. hell yeah. It is hell. Yeah. Hell in the north. It is. And then yeah. one of my other girls was just laughing because it was so insane. It was Great. insanity. She'd gone around the bend. Were you trying to yeah. get her out then? Because she'd like <laughs> had brain damage? Yeah. She was, hit her head with yeah, a canoe? Oh, we gotta go, Avery. <laughs> she can't. She doesn't oh, know how horrible Lord. this is. Yeah. Gotta get well, her out. My favorite story from that is when Andy was, um, Andy was telling us about when you like turned a bend in the river and you saw like a herd of caribou. Uh-huh. And you all were waving, like holding your hands yeah. above your head so that what you'd blend in, they'd come over and say hi, they'd buy they you a do. drink. What's the point? <laughs> they I mean, do, yeah. Um, they don't have very good eyesight at all. Herd right. animals usually don't. Really? Here. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know much other than that. But like, you just kind of stick with your other friends and you don't need to see as much. You just need to see the butt of the, the caribou in front of you. Yeah, yeah, the shape of it. I guess. They're not known as big readers. No. So... <laughs> So if you put your hands up like a you put your hands in the air post. like a caribou who just yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> then they'll be like, "What is that?" They're more like, "That I'm is that curious. my friend?" Or so that... they come over and say hi. Kind of, yeah, yeah, they do. Um, are when... they dangerous? No, because moose are. Yeah, moose are. And caribou, I've never heard of any negative in interactions. Never, with never. I've never heard of one, and I probably would. seriously. But doesn't mean there wasn't one, but, um, yeah. The time Andy's talking about, they came, they would, like, run around, and they kind of all run, 
They're not very smart animals, yeah. from what I know. But right, um, it's because they don't read. It's because they don't read enough because yeah. of their eyes. But they just kind of ran in like a circles around, and they wouldn't figure out where to go. Right. And then one came up to look at us and like ran back and like went and told its friends like they're not. They're, They're not, not caribou. caribou. And then they like ran, all ran Those away. Those are the skinniest, <laughs> ugliest caribou I have ever seen. They're all missing two legs. Yep. It's been some horrible caribou accident. <laughs> <laughs> They're calling the caribou doctor. We gotta go. They have a disease. Yeah. Caribou ER. <laughs> yeah. And then we saw them the next morning drinking water. Same ones. I think so. Yeah? Yeah. They will use mugs, glasses, cups, or <laughs> yeah. they use... Pouring it in with yeah. a pitcher, yeah. Nice. Have you ever run into a moose? Um, not actually. I've never collided with one, but right. I've seen them. Have you been close to a moose? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a couple of times. Andy and I, our first trip in central Manitoba, it was the first full day, or maybe right. that first afternoon, we like turned the corner and there was just a moose like right in the middle. Middle and, of the creek? Yeah, and we couldn't cross. We just had to wait. Wait for the moose to cross. Yeah, and I was a little nervous that time. That's the only time I've been nervous of a moose because right. I wanted it to leave, but I couldn't. You know, like we were, it was in our way. But you didn't want to anger we it. We didn't want to be like, but I wanted to be like, get out of here. Right, but, but you couldn't. Right. Because they're very sensitive. Yeah. They're just really snitty, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, you say something nice to them and they'll pretend you said something mean. <laughs> We we ran into a moose in um, New Hampshire. Oh, we didn't run into it, but we were yeah. driving along yeah. and we turned a corner and oh, there, there's a big moose. There's a moose. In the and we had a very small car at the time, so we just sat there and watched the moose. Oh. The moose looked at us like, "What are you driving that car for? It is the worst <laughs> car I've ever seen." You guys need a new car. Yeah, That's we, a bad we've sign. we've gotten a new car since then because that was that was 1993. <laughs> and, you know, that moose is dead now yeah. too. Oh, so. Yeah. I'm you sure. Get the last laugh. Yeah, I mean, I'm alive. The moose is dead. Yeah. And I have a new car. Have so new car. who's the winner here, <laughs> Mr. Moose? Mr. Moose. <laughs> Mr. Moose was a character on oh. um, on uh, Captain Kangaroo. Oh. And I loved Mr. Moose. Mr. Moose and Bunny Rabbit and Mr. Green Jeans. They were all. Mr. Green Jeans was real. Okay. Bunny Rabbit was a puppet, and Mr. Okay. Moose was a puppet, and he talked like this, which I don't know why a moose would talk like that, but that's how Mr. Moose talked. <laughs> and I loved them so much. Oh. And then uh, every now and then somebody would say something about ping pong balls on the TV show, and ping pong balls would fall out of the ceiling, and it was the funniest thing in the world. And when I was a little kid, I would just, like, die laughing. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Mm -hmm. So um, fast forward, and I'm living in New York City, and mm -hmm. I meet my husband, mm -hmm. And I go home to meet his parents, and I think oh. it was like the first time I'd met his family. And his dad had been a stagehand at NBC. Oh. And he had been a stagehand, actually I think Captain Kangaroo was on CBS. But anyway, he had been a stagehand on Captain Kangaroo. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, Captain Kangaroo, I love Captain Kangaroo. That was my favorite show growing up, and I love the ping pong balls. <laughs> and like the whole room got very quiet. And he stopped, and he just gave me the hardest look, and he said, who told you about the ping pong balls? I still don't know what the story is, but apparently there was some oh. <laughs> incident with him releasing the ping pong balls too early or something. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted so hard to laugh, but I knew in my soul that was the wrong thing to do, to right. laugh at this potential father-in-law <laughs> who was like, you know, a foot shorter than I was. So <laughs> When I walked up to their house, I, they looked at me like, oh, great, he's brought home a, you know, a Valkyrie. <laughs> Yeah, they were the most frightened Jewish family at that moment because they didn't know what their son had brought home. But <laughs> then everything was better, and yeah. we all we all love each other. Yeah. My family loved Jerry, 
Yeah. Although they did, it took them like about 30 minutes to get past the Jewish thing. Once oh, they realized really? he was Jewish, they're like, oh, oh, he's Jewish? I'm like, yeah. And then there was a little bit of, you know, angst about that. But my mother said to me once, after we were married a couple of years, she said, Annette, if you and Jerry ever get divorced, I get custody of Jerry. Because oh. <laughs> my family loved him oh, quite a bit. That's cute. Yeah, no, everybody, everyone loves Jerry. Yeah. Everyone in my family not. was like, you are so lucky to find Jerry. Everyone in Jerry's family would tell me, you are so lucky that you have Jerry. <laughs> no, no one was telling Jerry that he was lucky. To oh, me. He was. Well, thanks. Yeah. And I'm glad you're saying it now, because no one was saying it then. <laughs> so anyway, this has been just nominally about fiber, just yeah. barely even touching on it. But um, I've wanted to do a podcast for a long time, mostly because I just want to goof off on the radio. Yeah. That's really all I've ever wanted to do. In the name of fiber. In the name of fiber. Stop! <laughs> In the name of fiber. <laughs> So thank you so much yeah, for being my you. absolute first guest. This was fun. This was just the best fun I've ever had. Good. <laughs> and I will give you some cookies now. Oh, and yay. you get paid for this time. So <laughs> and what's the in cookies. What's your favorite job? Fiber. Dying with Annie. Moding it. Yeah, that sounded really nice and natural. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I just kinda of rolled off the tongue. That was excellent. Fiber. Dying. Yeah, I'm gonna make that the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll end this now thank okay. you very much thank you and you for god's sake be safe girly oh i will be yeah okay we're gonna you're gonna do a podcast I about might. your thing right yeah. are you gonna be able to um like like will you be able to you, you'll have a, a, a yeah. satellite phone right yeah i'll be more it'll be less like a wilderness expedition mm -hmm. and more i'll be through towns a lot and so you'll hear from me i'm gonna have like an email list that I'll send everyone emails updates oh, every like two weeks or something, but I probably will just like record something every night and then see what happens when I get home, like what I want to do with it. Probably won't send those out like the audio recordings as I go, right. but maybe after like compile it or right figure something out. Um, now is it like the Pacific Coast Trail where like there are check-ins along the way and as you go along there's little books that you sign in and I I think so. I, it's less. Like like Less if people travel. send mail yeah. to different mm -hmm. places and yep. you can stop and pick up a, bo a box and get your stuff and all yeah, that. For sure. Mm -hmm. Aces. And so when you stop at these places, they probably have Wi-Fi so you can yeah. upload a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I we need to get your good software that's easy to use. and you know. Yeah. On my phone. And then you can get a sponsor. Yeah. Sponsored by Shoals. Fit Socks. Really? Mm -hmm. What are fit socks? They're the best socks in the world. And I'm are not they? just saying that because... This is what you're wearing today. They're Yeah. They are the best. And I am, like, totally stoked about being sponsored by them because they're... You are sponsored by them? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my God. We should sponsor you a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, a little... We can't afford much, but... No, that's... I mean... We'll, like, sponsor a toe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just write Modnet everywhere. On your toe. On my toes. On your toe. And exactly. Take of them. That's right. Take, well, you know what? Take a little knitting project. I know you're yeah. going to be totally overpacked, but just take a little, like something on circular needles, just mm -hmm. like a long tube that you keep, you know, habitually knitting. Knit socks, I don't care. And then you want to take pictures of the knitting. Like when you stop uh -huh. for the night, you know, the, the knitting by the campfire, uh -huh. the knitting of the sunrise, the okay. knitting with a moose in the distance, <laughs> okay. caribou knitting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You do yeah, that. That sounds great. You do that, baby. Yeah. And then we'll name a colorway after you when you come home oh. safe and sound. Yeah, you can make colors. So up if you die, you're not getting a colorway. I'm just saying. So don't do that. That's motivation. That's right. Must. Well, you know, 
It's a carrot and stick here. That's... <laughs> anyway, thank anyway, you so hey, much, Becca. Yeah, thank you, Annie. You're the best. This is fun. Love you. Love you more. Okay. You've been listening to the Modenit Yarn Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. The music in the show is Manchester Mystery by Brett Van Donsel, used with Creative Commons license. Sign up at iTunes to hear all of our podcasts, and you can visit our website at www.modenityarn.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, all using Modenit Yarn. Copyright 2017. Dying with Annie. Moaning it.